0: Hi there. This is Danny Klein Modiset, and I'm welcoming you to the Afterbirth Podcast where we feature real stories about raising kids that you're not going to read in a parenting magazine. And I hope you all come out to the next live Afterbirth show. It's our back to school special. And Moon Zappa's is going to be there, Paula Bell's going to be there, I'm going to be there, and even some funny dads. And it's at the M Bar in Hollywood on Saturday, September 24th. And you can call the club at 323-856-0036 to make your reservation. So today we're going to play a great story called Boys from writer Kayla Alpert. And it was recorded at the M Bar in Hollywood, California in 2009. Let's welcome the lovely and talented, Kayla Alpert! Okay, I'll just start.
1: When the doctor first told me that I was having twin boys, I started to cry. A soft whimper, then a few incredulous tears, which soon gave way to heaving sobs and uncontrolled wailing as I slid out of the stirrups onto the floor and blindly groped for my underpants. You see, I'd always imagined having a daughter. I would picture us curled up together under my childhood quilt in matching Lands nightgowns, chatting about Beatrix Potter, Laura Ingalls, and the 14th cycle of America's Next Top Model. (laughs) On our way to really fun places like the Huntington Gardens, tap dance lessons, or Michael's Crafts, we'd sing a hard-knock life and argue over who gets to wear the new outfit from Forever 21. (laughs) I mean, we can't both show up to high tea in knockoff Marc Jacob turquoise smock dresses. Maybe it was the fact that I'm a girl, that I'm close to my own mother, or that I never had sisters. But my vision of motherhood resembled a cross between Girl Scout camp and a Rainbow Vallarta gay cruise. So when Dr. Bob showed me the unmistakable outline of emergent testicles, four of them... Well, it wasn't pretty. But it wasn't unfamiliar. No, this was not the first time I cried over a penis or two. For the long months of my twin boy pregnancy, between devouring gnocchi, Googling rare non testable diseases like progeria and primordial dwarfism, and wading through racks of charming pink dresses to find the few lousy tractor themed onesies, I had a serious case of prepartum depression. Two boys. Two boys. Two boys. Oi. If you think I wasn't interested in Legos, dinosaurs, and sanitation workers when I was six, well, I had even less interest at age 36. <laughs> and who would I pass on my great grandmother's heirloom Art Deco ring to? My daughter in law? I don't think so, bitch. I wasn't the only one freaking out. It felt like the entire world shared my anguish. Whenever I told someone I was pregnant with twin boys, they would gasp in horror. Or worse, give me a sad, pitying look, as though I had cancer or cut my bangs too short. Some old Russian Jew online at Kukuru offered his sincere condolences. And a passing acquaintance I ran into at a little girl's birthday party said, can't you get rid of one? (laughs) Even when my mother-in-law heard the otherwise healthy ultrasound results for her first grandchildren, she merely sighed, oh, what a pity. (laughs) Then again, she'd raised three sons, none of whom shared her keen interest in ballroom dancing, Prince Charles, or the Rose of Tralee pageant. (laughs) Of course, mothers of girls were the worst offenders cheerfully pointing out, you've got your work cut out for you, or squeezing my swollen hands with the gravest concern, how are you going to manage? (laughs) I wouldn't even know what to do with a penis, they confess, carefully adjusting their daughter's Hello Kitty barrette before giddily skipping off to American Girl Cafe. (laughs) And always with the sanctimonious smirk of someone who won the lottery, the one that's really saying, I'm so glad I'm not you. Trust me, I know that smirk. It's the same smirk I gave my single friends when I first got engaged. (laughs) There were some supporters. Women who had sons were my champions. You get to be the princess, a noble mother of two boys assured me as she pried one son's dirt-filled fist out of the other one's mouth. (laughs) I heard a lot of, boys will break your house, but girls will break your heart. All I could think was, but I love my house. Don't break my house. (laughs) Maybe one will be gay, proffered my daughterless friend, Carrie. Well, easy for her to say. Her oldest son, Jonah, had recently announced that when he grew up, he wanted a husband and no kids. (laughs) Plus, he collected dried flowers. God, she's lucky, I thought, and turned up my Manalo Live CD extra loud on the car ride home that night. <laughs> it wasn't until my third trimester that I started to understand, even to accept, this karmic burp, this genetic calamity that would forever deny me trips to the Nutcracker or Canyon Ranch. <laughs> it was at my baby shower where one of my best friends, Kate, wrote me a card. To Kayla, you were destined to be surrounded by boys. Kate was onto something. Before I got married, I was a serial monogamist and a fairly big slut in between. (laughs) For most of my adult years, and let's be honest way before that, my life had been all about boys, guys, dudes, men, and one very memorable Italian ragazzo. I would do anything and everything for boys. I flirted with them, slept with them, cooked for them, befriended their daughterless mothers, punched up their crappy king of the hill specs, I feigned interest in the Pittsburgh Steelers, the history of Vietnam, guitars, cocaine, Nietzsche, deli meats, and the collected works of David Lynch. I lent money, picked out betting, and even bought one of those fucking blowjob for dummies books in service of them. My God, I sat through an entire Genesis concert, twice for two different boyfriends. In seven years of therapy, I think I might have mentioned my parents once or twice. It was all about boys. Now you think once I got married and had my own boys, my interest in other boys would wane. But I've never been good at breakups. Frankly, it's been easier to keep taking care of them than to say goodbye. So I've remained friends with most of my exes, picking out their outdoor furniture, planning their trips abroad, or even overseeing their own baby shower registry. Seven of them showed up to my wedding in Mexico. And I was barely out of the maternity ward myself when I was checking out the MLS open house listings for one ex-boyfriend and scheduling a 12-step amends coffee date, his to me, with a newly sober one. (laughs) A guy I met out with once, 25 years ago back in 10th grade, contacted me on Facebook a few months ago. He now emails me weekly to discuss poker, the Dave Matthews Band, and the progress of his wife's diet, the one I helpfully suggested. She's lost 30 pounds already! And when a married ex-boyfriend came by with his family to meet my twins, his mother pulled me aside to find out what was going on with her own daughter-in-law's fertility issues, and would I get involved? Of course I would. (laughs) One might wonder, how do you find time, Kayla? to take care of twin toddlers, manage a full-time writing career, and explain how ovulation sticks work to your college boyfriend's hormonally challenged wife. (laughs) The real question is why? Am I taking care of all these boys because I'm bossy, controlling, set no boundaries, have serious father issues? Am I fulfilling some overactive, borderline psychotic maternal instinct? Well, duh. One doesn't need seven years of Jungian analysis to solve that riddle. And it's not just ex-boyfriends who enjoy the benefits of my compulsive mothering. It extends to guy friends, male co-workers, other women's husbands, and even flings. I once spent a torrid night with a sexy biker whose skull ring left a bruise on my inner thigh. I baked him muffins the next morning. (laughs) But since having my own kids, I've realized there's another far simpler explanation. I love boys. Yes, they hate shopping, and they don't know shit about Little House on the Prairie, but I love them. I love boys even when they talk about boring stuff like cars and world wars, or give me a paperback copy of Cold Mountain for my 30th birthday, or make me sit in the top leecher of the Hollywood Bowl listening to Phil Collins for three fucking hours. I love boys even when they break my heart and make me cry. I used to think my series of failed relationships, dead-end affairs, and inglorious one-night stands were preparing me for marriage but now I see they were preparing me for motherhood, to boys, two boys at the same time to be exact, my twins, Miles and Clive. For all my prepartum stress, I'm thrilled to have two boys, two boys. And now that they're here, the world shares my happiness. The looks of horror at my monstrous belly have turned to smiles and awe as I push their double stroller right past American Girl Cafe, which by the way, looks completely lame. And I beam encouragingly at a fretful pregnant friend expecting a son. Don't worry, Samantha, boys love their mothers, as I struggle to extricate Miles' fingers from Clive's eye socket. (laughs) At the moment, Miles and Clive and I are in the divine early stages of falling in love. I would do anything and everything for them. I melt when Miles gazes at me with his electric blue eyes, and I laugh every single time Clive jokingly mimes taking a dump. I feel a flutter of excitement when they stuff their mouths with hummus and Oreos then lean over to kiss me on the lips. And I relish their squeals of joy and gratitude when I replay their favorite YouTube video for the umpteenth time of a gorilla playing drums to In the Air Tonight. (laughs) I know this infatuation won't last. It rarely does. Eventually, my boys will be annoyed by my advice, bored by my cooking, and feel smothered by my unceasing attention and fanatical TLC. They'll meet another girl, someone cuter, younger, less controlling, and without a doubt far sexier than me. My calls will stop getting returned. Birthday gifts will be lousy or altogether forgotten. Quit parking outside my driveway, they'll snarl at me someday. My girlfriend's inside. Oh, I've been through this before, believe me. But I'll be okay. I will manage, mothers of girls, because I know they'll come back. They always do. In the meantime, my boys and I will talk about weaponry and farm equipment on our way to karate class and tribal drumming workshops. There will be plenty of muffins to bake, shitty rock concerts to sit through, dorm rooms to decorate, and furtive inquiries into their future wives' estrogen levels. (laughs) And there will be tears. Oh yes, there will be more tears. Thank you.
0: For more information about Afterbirth, the book, the show, or to even comment on the podcast, please go to www.afterbirthstories.com. Our next show will be at the M-Bar in Hollywood on Saturday, September 24th, and the number to call is 323-856-0036. I hope to see you there. Thanks for listening.